up, everybody? Welcome to the Next Guy Up podcast weekend preview episode. We are live recording on this lovely weeknight. We had an awesome weekend of football. We've had NBA start this week, which yep. Mitch, I didn't think we knew anything about basketball, but guess what? We know ball in every form. <laughs> basketball, every baseball, football, soccer. Yep. So we're gonna be we're gonna have a nice fun light episode here. We're gonna talk a little little bit about the NBA starting up. Yeah, yeah. Um, some big news. Me and Mason are gonna break here in a minute about our stadium tour and that it's living on. Mm. And then we'll dive into a weekend recap, go into our favorite matchups of the weekend, and then give out our best bets. And then the next guy up parlay, um, yeah. which is due. Because it was not last weekend. Tough but weekend we'll get for us. Yeah. Tough, tough. Yeah, we can go ahead and just get that out of the way. Uh, your boys down was down 13.9 units last weekend. Ooh. Uh, it's tough. Which sucks. Which sucks because I, I, I'm doing okay in my personal life betting, but yeah. the picks I'm hand, the hand, the picks I'm giving out on Twitter and on the pod, they suck. They're right. sucking. They're losing. I look like a moron. Morgan is making <laughs> so fun fact. Morgan decided to put ten bucks in her fan or her DraftKings account the other night on Sunday. She goes, "I took some bets." I was like, <laughs> what, "What are you talking about?" She goes, "You'll find out. I'm not going to tell you till after they hit her." Oh. I was like, "Oh, okay." And uh, I was like, "Well, where are you getting these picks?" She goes, "Well, not from the next guy podcast. That one tens guy sucks." I was like, "All right, here we Ooh, go." That's tough. That is tough. That's that was a gut punch. Um, okay, well, but so you were up on the weekend though. So let's first of all say that you were down in the picks you gave out. But personally, right. I saw how much you made. Yes. It was a nice chunk of change. Yeah, I'm hitting on some some parlays, some football <clears throat> parlays. I'm hitting, and that's the thing. I'm never. I'm not going to give out wild parlays to you guys because I don't think they're gonna. <clears throat> oh, we're res- we're responsible betters. That's right. We don't give out crazy stuff. <laughs> That's why the next guy parlay is always reasonable, hittable, <laughs> winnable. Not this past weekend, but you know, in general. Right. And so I'm not going to hand out things like these plus 1000s that I'm trying to hit, which I sometimes do. And then I hit a really big baseball bet on Monday. I'm never going to hand out a baseball pick on this uh, podcast because right. they're not mine. I'm stealing them from other people and using them. I'm not smart enough to bet on baseball in my own right. brain. I think that's the hardest sport to bet on. There's so much analytics that go into baseball. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no. But I uh, I have a plan, and I mm-hmm. will I will execute it, and I will be better for the next podcast. I will get my spreadsheet back to a positive number. Thank you. That is the goal by the end of the year. That's a promise. Because when the Jags hit this, win the Super Bowl, I'm gonna win all. I I hit all my units back. Speaking <laughs> of the Jags, over under four and a half bets that are including the Jags game that you're gonna hand out over the weekend. So are you gonna? I oh, I, could, I see in my future uh, like a six card pick of just everything that has to do with the Jags. Would not be shocked. Once um. You know, there's that route, or and I and I should have done this for the Bills game because this is how I felt. I might just hand out a 
a plus like I might just hand out a ten unit play and just say I'm I'm doing ten units on it. There you go. Have one play and it's Jags money line. You know, here's what we should do. Uh, last week we introduced a new segment called Victory Laps. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we should also have a segment called Loser Laps. <laughs> so yeah. it's whenever we we really do something dumb. Um, and yep. so I think this is a good opportunity to introduce the segment. Loser Laps was our next guy at Parlay. Lost last week. Uh, tough betting weekend for for the squad. Um, we did get some things right in college football a little bit. You know, NFL has been kind of weird this year. We're going to talk about it a little bit too. But um, I like Loser Laps. I think that can be our Loser Lap for the day. Uh, next guy at Parlay. Uh, we're, this is a tough break for us. The uh, the sh- the graphic we put out on the weekend, like it has all our bets, like our best bet, our pop on our prop, and then the yeah. parlay. All X's, I think. I don't think any of us hit anything. Maybe Mason did. I'm looking. Hey, my uh, oh, my, my Missouri money line hit. That's all I know. Yeah, your Missouri money line. That was my, like, that's all that hit, baby. Mason's <laughs> best bet, Rasheed Rice, yards hit. Yeah, but that was the one I should have went all in on. Betting against, yeah, yeah. We uh, it was a tough week for us, guys. We we're, not, we're gonna be honest, you know. And not just for us, but for the public. I saw a graphic. I don't have it pulled up here, but it was like the top five or six public bets. They yeah. all lost, Ooh. and it was like you know we had some upsets, like the forty nine. We'll talk about all this in a minute. But it was like ninety percent or not 98 90 like two it was in the 90s one of them yeah. was like 90 something percent of the public put this bet loss 87 lost 82 it was like heavy favorites on the the heavy public yeah. favorites and they all lost so not just us struggling but the books made a lot of money last weekend i'll tell you that much yeah if you're interested in that side of things of gambling there's a lot of podcasts that do a really good job of talking about the analytics of it but there there is a saying that Casual betters last till this time, till October, and then it's over. Like it's it's hard. The books, the books, need, the books have to figure out lines too. They're learning at the beginning of the year, and by the time their sharp guys that work for them figure it out, it's hard to beat them. So mm. uh, that's it's for entertainment. Don't bet above your means. Um, Thanks, you know, if you, you can't afford to lose it. Don't bet it. What's the hotline? Uh, one hundred gambling. Gambling. Yeah. There you go. Um, I will. So this is again. We're, we're, this is not necessarily in our wheelhouse, but uh, we a little NBA talk. We the NBA started last night. We're recording this a little early on a Wednesday night. Uh, I just saw a tweet of Victor Wembanyama walking into his first NBA game for the Spurs, and holy cow! If you have not seen a picture of this guy, uh, like wearing clothes like not an nba uniform uh yeah. his legs literally it, it looks like one of those cartoons where someone's walking on stilts walking into this arena <laughs> it is insanity um so i think i just want to first of all get you guys I, I heard that he was the first like odds on favor to win rookie of the year since kevin durant in like 07 in his rookie year yeah um do you let's just let's do like a uh a quick segment of like boomer bust. Do you think he's going to be, do you think he's going to have a good season or you think it's going to be like he's, he was overhyped. Like, do you think he's going to live up to the hype? Uh, if he stays healthy, I think he lives up to the hype. He's going to, 
he might he's not coming into the NBA as like a top tier scorer. That's not really like in his bag. He's a good three point shooter. Yeah, but he is going to change the way teams like attack offense. He he is a guy who can guard the paint. Yep, and if you pass out to the three point line. He's so long, it takes him one step to be able to then Close. defend a three. Yeah. I don't know what you do about that. I, I really just don't. I also so, saw a picture of him like closing out and like trying to defend a three-point shot, and it was wild. Like he was yeah. four steps away from the guy, but because of his reach, he was like he was still being able to block the, the three-point shot. Crazy. So we've talked about this in our video game segment on Mess Around Mondays. There's a uh, – like a basketball street game, NBA street. And one of the cheat codes that I like to do was go by the rim and then you just jump because they didn't have goaltending and they just jump super high and have their hands up and they just block the shot. That's what he reminds me of is like, it's, it's insane how he can, yeah, how he can do that. Well, something else. So like speaking of that, like in NBA 2K, if you're, if you're on creative player and you're trying to create like, the wildest player of all time, what do you do? You put his like three point shooting at like 99% and then you make him like seven, six, which is like the max, the, which is like the max the game would go. Yep. And like, that's literally what he is kind of, I mean, he's not 99% for three point shooter. Like no one's saying he's Steph Curry, but he's right. competent, but he's literally seven foot, like four or something. It's yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be really fun to watch him. I think the NBA is going to take a pretty big like uh, jump in viewership, like especially the Spurs will be, uh, just yeah. to see him play because I think everyone's so curious to see what he's going to do against some of the, especially like the big men in the league. Jokic with his horses, like is he, is he going to be able to? <laughs> I saw some wild Jokic uh, content this week too. Did you see that video of him and Jamal Murray sitting on the bench? Did you watch that? Uh-oh. So there's a there's a video I'll send it to you guys later, but it's uh, Jokic and Jamal Murray sitting on the bench together, and Jokic is sitting and looking at his phone watching a video, and uh, Jamal oh. Murray's like, "What are you watching?" He's like, "I'm watching film on horses." Yeah, no, he's like, what are you talking horses. about? He's like, "Yeah, these I'm just watching some some horse videos, like trying to buy some horses." That's like what he does. It's his thing. It's hilarious. Yeah, he and like he breeds them the race. Uh, their coach, um, I can't think of his name, Malone, right? That's his last name. Doesn't matter. Uh, he was on part of my take last year before the playoff run, and he talked about how Jokic took him out to like his home and like let him ride his horse. And when he got off, he's like, I'll never let you ride my horse again. You almost got my horse hurt. Like, he <laughs> loves horses, man. It's wild. I think that the Jokic like storyline of, I don't know. I feel like so many of the stars in the past have just have done it because their dedication to the game and their they live and breathe basketball. You know that that's famous like Kobe and those kind of guys are just in the gym yeah. all the time. First ones in the gym, like they have a bad game, they're in, they're in they're shooting like free throws until one a.m. or whatever. Jokic is like this is my like side gig. You know this is like yeah. my money. My real gig is like out on the farm with the horses. You know, it, it's truly a pretty wild thing. One of the best, like, best players in our league right now is kind of doesn't almost doesn't care about basketball, right? And and not that he doesn't care, he does, but he just he treats it like it's just a job. Like, right, he how he makes his money. Like it's, yeah, it's his nine to five job. He's not. He's not like if he loses, he's like, well, it, it's whatever. It's part of the game. Like, I don't know. It, it, he's a different kind of superstar because we did grow up with like the yeah. Kobe's and LeBron's where it's like they eat, live, breathe basketball. Right. 
And so, I don't know. It's it's cool to have something different. And there's just so many, like, cool young new players to be keeping up with. Mm-hmm. With, uh, like, Wimby. I like Chick Holmgren. I think he's going to be yeah. good. He's kind of built like Wimby, too. He's a big seven-foot guy. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's fun. I, I like the NBA. I like just keeping up with it very casually. Very casually. Yeah, I like watching yeah. highlights on Twitter. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, things about Jokic was right after they won the championship, uh, they were like telling about the the uh, parade, and he was like, "Wait, when's the when's the championship parade?" And they were like, "In a couple of days." And he's like, "No, nah, man, I'm ready to go home. We have I plans. Wanna, yeah, I, I, yeah. I want to go home." And he was like, not wanting to do it. Of course, they he he did the parade, but he was yeah. like, "I just want to go home. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm done." I remember that video where they're like, oh, no, the parade's not till Friday. And he's like, oh, horses need me. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. Um, well, so getting sorry. into the, getting into this weekend, um, Mason and Tins, they kind of uh, have some last minute plans that uh, I think could be fun content for the pod. So, Mason, do you want to share a little bit about what's going to happen this weekend? Absolutely. So Tinsley and I and Zach, you've been a part of a little bit of it. We have decided that we're doing a stadium tour. So we are going to go to all 30 stadiums, NFL stadiums before we die. That is our plan. So so first of all, we need to live long. Right. (laughs) We need to knock these stadiums out. You'll end up so, hitting way more than 30, too, because at the rate we're building new stadiums right now. You're right. Yeah. You're I mean, the Titans wrong. will have a new stadium in a couple of years. Yeah. So. Jags will have a new stadium, too. You wait long enough, you're going to have to hit 60 to get them all. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone's going to have a new stadium. You're right. So we are uh, – I'll go ahead and tell tell everybody what we have done so far. Obviously, from ten, like Tennessee, we have been at the Titans Stadium. Uh, Tens, if you didn't know this, you may not. Uh, Tens is a huge Jacksonville Jaguars fan. I didn't yeah. know if you do that. Does people know no. that out there? If you're watching the YouTube, Tens is wearing a hat and a shirt of Jacksonville. Right and now. he's got stuff hung up on the wall. Of <laughs> I try to keep it kind of low key, you know. I don't know for yeah, sure. Chill. Uh, so we have been to the Jacksonville Stadium, so that's two. We have been to Indy. Tens has actually gone twice, he got to go this year as well. And then one that we did that was kind of – it was still fun. We made the best of it, <laughs> but it was the Carolina Panthers right. and the Zach was there. For Had some great wings, game. Charlotte. Yeah, that's, I think the food was the highlight of that trip. Absolutely, honestly, yeah. Honestly, that's that might be the nicest of the stadiums we've been to. Yeah. I the game was horrible. Bad. The game was terrible. Cardinals Panthers I mean, I, was just truly like awful football being played. We didn't even sit in our own seats. And then we went to our own seats. And then we were just kind of bored. <laughs> we were, so then we just kind of walked around. Everyone in the stadium was bored. No one wanted to be at that game. Nobody wanted to be. I've never seen it. Like nobody was like cheering. It was just kind of like you were just hanging out. It was, it was very bizarre. Wasn't Christian McCaffrey playing in that game? No, this was after they traded him. Oh, okay. Um, Panthers were in total. Uh, they fired team. Matt Rule the next day. Next day, we <laughs> were the ones that were responsible for that. We were it in the crowd bad. chanting with everyone. Fire yeah, Matt we Rule. It was yeah, bad. yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, guys, we need we need to hire Urban Meyer. That's the move. The Jaguars messed up firing him. I was telling fans that in the Panthers. 
So those, if you you were counting at home, that is four. Tinsley and I are going to knock off number five, which will be in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Who's who's playing the Steelers, though? Is there a reason why we're going to this game? Mm, I think it's it's, it's a Florida team. Uh, I think it's the city, right? Dolphins? <laughs> it's, no, it's the smallest city in Jacksonville. Uh, oh, I mean, in Florida. Dang the it. small town? Yeah, that little the small town. town of Jacksonville? Yeah, of a million people. A little town of Jacksonville? <laughs> yeah, it's like 30,000 30, max, maybe. Yeah, maybe. What are all these people doing at the park? Um, <laughs> you give me a hard time because we went and played disc golf in Jacksonville. I'm like, wow, there's tons of people here. Why is there so many people here? Like, so much people. Mason, this is a major city. And I was like, is it really? Because I, I didn't realize how big it was. I, I really am going to be honest. And then they were giving me a hard time about, wow, what a small city Jacksonville is. We also have really good food there. But, anyways. Tell Tins, tell us the game plan. Tell the fans what we are doing. Yeah, so this kind of spurred in my brain where I was like, I really want to go to this game, but it's really dumb and it's eight hours away. And so I just kind of randomly was like, hey, Morgan, um, you know, me and Mason talk about the stadium tour. We've talked about going up for this game because at my job at UPS, we'll start working Monday through Saturday soon for peak season. Uh, you know, everybody buying their Christmas stuff. So this is like the last weekend where I can go somewhere um, like that and come back. And uh, so I was like, you know what? Shooters got to shoot, right? And I was like, Morgan, what do you think about this? And she was like, oh, that's a lot of driving for one football game. I was like, but it's the stadium tour. So so I get off work Saturday morning between 9, 9.30 a.m. And we're just going to leave straight from – my work and drive right to Pittsburgh. Go do whatever you do in Pittsburgh at night. Who knows? Probably not much. They're not known for like being a cool city of stuff to do and good food to eat. Um, then we'll sleep and then we'll go to the stadium the next day and watch the Jags put a 40 burger on the Steelers. So that game kicks off at 12 o'clock. Is it Eastern time? One o'clock yeah. their time? Yeah, one o'clock. And so we'll gain an hour coming back. But let's say it gets down at like, let's say we get out of there like four o'clock and then eight hour drive back. And you and I both have to work on Monday. So this might be, I mean, that's like midnight. Well, this might be one of the craziest things we've ever done. Well, go ahead. No, I, I, so I work another little part time job where I'm a cook at a restaurant during the day. Um, I told my boss I was doing that because I only work there on Mondays right now before peak season starts EPS. I was like, hey, I'm going to Pittsburgh this weekend. He's like, um, okay. He's like, are you going to be back Monday? I was like, yeah, we're going to come home after the game. It'll just be real late. I said, I might not come in early that morning. I'll be in kind of later. He's like, that's fine. I don't care. So, Bingo. Got him. Bingo. Get a little sleep in. But, uh, I mean, this is a stadium I've definitely looked forward to. Um, very historical stadium. Been in the NFL yeah. a long time. Terrible towel. Great, terrible towel. Great fan base. Uh, still the time whenever it collapsed during the Dark Knight Rises. Whenever the uh, the field collapsed on itself. Big stuff. Heinz yeah. Ward. Heinz Ward. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Heinz Ward <laughs> returned to kickoff <laughs> for the first time in his life. He probably didn't even do that peewee football. That dude's been so slow his whole life. At one time, the field just caved in on itself. What a bummer. Yeah, looking to avoid that. Um, 
That'd be good. Um, so just no, so I'm going to put all this out there so that we can hold Mason accountable. Uh, Mason off mic has agreed that every time every every gas stop they make on this trip, he is forced yep. to go in and get a gas station hot dog. Now, if yep. you don't if you don't know the reference, uh, we had a draft on Messing Around Monday's pod where we did uh, like favorite road trip foods. Mason drafted gas station hot dog, which we all know is a wild take. Gas station hot dogs are notoriously pretty not good and uh, especially not good for your stomach. And so Mason <laughs> has has graciously agreed to stand by his commitment to the gas station hot dog. And every stop they make, he has to consume one. And we are going to document it and maybe yep. even put some of these interactions on uh, the Messing Around Mondays pod that's coming out next Monday. So uh, if you want to see Mason's reactions uh, to that, check out the Messing Around Mondays pod. Now that we've said on this podcast, Mason can't chicken out and not do it. And so shout out to Mason, who will be eating a lot of gas station hot dogs over the weekend. Did, Mason, I, agree? How do you Did I agree to every stop? Yes. I thought it was just like, but what happened every stop? I'm not even well, hungry. Let's say, let's say every time you stop for gas, every time you, you stop to get gas in the car. Okay. So that might be two times on the way up and back. I do drive a Kia Forte. It's yeah. So maybe you're gas. talking about two to three hot dogs max. Okay. Yeah. I can do that. That's not a big deal. But That's We're going to get some content out of it. Mason's going to give us some reactions from some of the different hot dogs he's eating. Um, and we'll see if that remains one of his, uh, favorite things by the end of the uh the trip yep i do have our the platform we use to record the podcast on my phone so yep. you can just take quick little recordings we'll have some special so, remote episodes yeah yeah remote segments yeah but Monday, listen, monday's episode will be fun there's strategy behind this we're getting off topic but with the gas station hmm. we pick i felt like i should have a huge say because uh, i don't want tens like picking some rundown shell gas station that's like, yeah, we need to pick something good. You know, Listen, you, know, a- you know what's good at rundown gas stations? Sunflower seeds, candy <laughs> bars, uh, yep. the, all the stuff that me and Tans drafted. <laughs> you did pick a gas station pizza, so that's not true. Okay, it's a pizza at one of the stops too, but guess what? Guess what? Uh, it's fine. Well, I'm just saying that's not a consistent thing. Hot also, dog, I don't... Yeah. No, I was just saying, I don't go in crappy gas stations. I'm a Speedway guy. You are a Speedway. Speedway or die. I'll say that pizzas sit out sometimes, but pizzas are harder to mess up. Like hot dogs sometimes will be out there all day. And then you're, you're on the roller. They're still warm. Yeah, they can be all warm. Right. But how many people have like, okay, we're not going to rehash this, but that's disgusting if it's been sitting out there on the open for like 10 hours. hours. <laughs> and then you come low and eat it after. How many people have like breathed on it and spit on it and all the <laughs> it probably with their hands and licked it? Like you knows you know type of people that you see in gas stations. It's true. It's I'm up true. for the challenge. I'll take. Okay, it. he's I'll up for the challenge. Me. Everybody, watch out! Watch out, everybody. Okay. Okay. So we, are we talking football? We're talking football. All right. Well, that's good. So I would like to, before we end the banter, I did have a, a question. Let's get a state of the union Titans fan slash Vols fans. How are we? How are we doing? Oh no, not good. 
I'll, I'll represent the Vols fans part of this, uh, this group. I will say the Vols fans. Um, I would say overall, uh, the game against Alabama was disheartening. We're not going to talk about it very much on this pod because we don't want to. It wasn't fun enough. No one cares about the Vols at this point because we do care about the Vols. I'm going to watch all the, every game this season. I think there's a potential for a very good season still. I will a good say, solid ball game. I think we, I think we could definitely go nine and three. I think we could definitely still get a very good ball game. I think it's, it's at this point, seeing the way Missouri's playing and even Kentucky has been playing. I think that it would be at, at this point nine and three would be very good for Tennessee. Yeah, I think the Bama game for a lot of people was a toss up. Anyways, first half looked great. Second half was horrible. Joe Milton just gets in his head, I think, more than anything. I think he is he's not in the place where he can be a clutch football player. I think his talent level, his ceiling is extremely high. We saw it in the first half. He played very well. Second half, he just kind of let off the gas a little bit. But I will say that our defense was out on the field a lot and started getting roasted as well. Kamal Haddon got injured, and he was definitely – they picked on his backup and, and him after he kind of went down with his injury. Defensive line did not do as much as they thought they were going to do, and Alabama's offensive line uh, and running game really just kind of took over the game in the second half. So, overall, I'm not going to talk about officiating. Josh Heupel didn't mention it. I'm not going to mention it here either. We're not going to be the fans who sit around and just complain about officials the whole time. Even though if you watch the game – I listened to a podcast today that was like, you know, Bama was very disciplined. Only one penalty for five yards. And I was like, you obviously did not watch this game and just saw that stat because holy cow. Yeah. It was that was not the story of the game, was Bama being disciplined. But we're again, we're not gonna go there. I'm not gonna sit here and complain for 20 minutes about the officiating, even though I probably could. <clears throat> At the end of the day, offense couldn't couldn't execute. Defense couldn't stop the run game. Second half, Jalen Milrow kind of just uh, – he played more composed football than Joe Milton, I think. And Bama got a big win at home, which, I mean, they were nine-point favorites anyways. So, without a scoop and score, Tennessee probably covers that spread. And uh, it is what it is, you know. Move on. Big, Move big game on. against Kentucky this weekend that we have to win. If we lose this game against Kentucky – the season is in jeopardy of being a big failure. Yeah, no, finish strong, put up good numbers, make make the offense look fun for recruits so you don't lose anybody. I don't think they will. I think everybody's pretty excited about playing with Nico. Yeah. I think you might even see him, you know, if like a game, like if we're winning pretty big or, you know, maybe give him a start or two towards the end of the year just to let him. I think the UConn up. game, he can get some good playing time. Um, yeah. What I've heard is the Georgia game is the big one that's been circled all year for recruiting-wise. So Georgia at home is the one where we have a lot of our huge recruits coming to. I think it's just critical that we that we at least play well, and it's a fun environment, a fun game. Yeah. Even if we don't win, it needs to be competitive throughout the whole game where our fans are into yeah. it. It's fun. We just can't get our like, throat stumped in in the first quarter and then be down like 21 at halftime or anything like that. We've got to just be yeah. competitive, I think. And play well enough for it to like be a fun place to go. Yeah, yeah. You don't want the stadium to empty out after the first quarter because we're getting demolished. That's not, not like a that. good look for recruits. So nope. I, I agree. There's there's still some things to be playing for. Um, I, you know, a, a fun bowl game is, isn't the worst thing in the world. 
a better record than Clemson and USC. Yeah, that's always fun. I can always root for that. Mason. Ain't Notre Dame. Notre Dame as well. Ain't Notre Dame. Mason, yes. Mason, you're the voice of the Titans around here. Um, some would even say, what is this guy doing as a Titans fan, traveling around, going to Jaguar games with this a good question, Mason. Um, even some would ask why your wife is officially a Jaguars fan and has Jaguar merch. Um, but here's the thing. Tough. Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just let's just you know I I think you know what's happening I think you know what's what's coming down the pipeline here for the Titans um, so let's just hear your thoughts real quick because it's from from a guy who's been through what you're about to go through it's yeah. not fun it's not fun no. rebuilds are no fun so that is exactly what's happening we are two and four last week was our bye so we didn't have a loss thank goodness but if we did Good play week. we would have had a loss yeah. Two weeks ago, Ryan Tannehill had an ankle injury in London. They are now basically giving Will Levis the start after they said that both quarterbacks will play, so they might look like they might throw Malik Willis in there a little bit. But Will Levis is going to start this week, and I think this is the passing of the torch. Unfortunately, I think Ryan Tannehill lost his, do- lost his job to the injury, but I think that it was going to happen regardless eventually. Um, we'll kind of see what happens here. But I we traded, and there's so much reaction in group text that I had about the trade with Kevin Byard. Yep. 30-year-old, probably one of our best defensive players. Got nothing, once again, just gifting players, our best players, to the Philadelphia Eagles. And we're not getting things like I was shocked that we didn't at least get like a second round pick. Are you kidding me? He's yeah. a, he's a good player. And Trail and Burks, you're basically talking about a trade from AJ Brown to Trail and Burks. If we think of like it was a first round pick, yeah, that's so really bad. Yeah, yeah. So we're once again the drafting has not been good. We're in total sellout rebuild mode, and we're looking to the future. And I honestly think that they are ready to tank and ready to just focus on building this team up for when the stadium, the new stadium drops. I'm not even kidding. Like, I think that they are selling out and they're going to try to get pieces and try to get draft picks and try to get to try to have a decent team when the stadium gets built. I know that's a, still a while from now. Was it like 2027, 28, something like that? Ugh. Yeah. It's just it's just kind of hard to ask fans to help pay for your stadium when the team is going to be not great for a few years. Uh, okay, let me ask you guys. Theory. <clears throat> I have a quick question. Yep. So the Kevin Byard trade was the goal yep. to clear to clear like uh, cap room? Was that the the point of the trade? Because obviously they didn't get a lot like. Uh, draft wise or player wise, like talent wise, was it was it to clear out like space in your for money? Is that the purpose? No. So he this is the last year of his contract. They had rearranged, like redid his contract. He held out, and they paid him essentially a big sign on bonus to play for the season. Um, you essentially got something for him instead of getting nothing. He would have walked away as a free agent at the end of the year. You keep a guy like that if you're competing, you're going to resign him. 
um, all those things because hmm. he is a great player. He's he's a top five player at his position. He's not an older player either. He he would have commanded a big market. So instead right. of investing money right there, they're just saying, "Hey, we're gonna just trade away the assets we have um, and start drafting guys." The more draft picks, the NFL GMs treat draft picks like buried treasure. Like there's always there's always hope in a draft pick. I think you could have got hmm. more out of him, but um, that's not here or there. You got what you got. Um, yeah. But that is what happens most times with teams that are rebuilding, where they will just trade away a top tier guy. And you always look at like you guys are probably going to trade Derrick Henry for a fifth round pick in the next week or two. And I know Titans Twitter is going to erupt, but teams are essentially going to say you're not competing. He's done after this year with you guys anyway. Either get yeah. something for him or get nothing. Hmm. This so, is what happened. We lost the leverage. Now we're. We're just kind of like, and they're gonna leave you because we're not. They're not good. So you can either they can just walk away, or you can take my fifth round pick. So essentially, what happened? Yeah, it's tough. It sucks. He yeah, went, he went to college, MTSU. He was willing. He talked about it all off season. He's like, I'll take a pay cut to get a long term deal done. Like I want to stay here, and so it's tough. I, I I hate it. I've had many Jags players. I've got attached to and then the years we suck they get traded or just walk away for nothing it's it's tough so it's no fun to go through a rebuild i would prepare yourselves Titans fans because there's a lot of rumors that the ravens are going to beat down the door for derrick henry they want him bad which i really? don't want to see that happen. Mm. i don't want to see derrick henry in that offense he would be a monster there with lamar <laughs> hmm. that'd be so, wild so just figured we get a little state of the union. It was a, it was it's a been long a tough couple of weeks. Yeah, it has been for the state of Tennessee football. Tough stuff in general. Well, what, what? Let's get into the rest of the the weekend football because we actually have a lot to talk about. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. If we're talking about college <laughs> football, uh, there were some big games this week, but probably the biggest news that came out of the week was news out of Michigan. Um, oh boy. I've done a little bit of research on on what's actually happening over there and it's pretty interesting stuff. Uh just I've I've heard a little bit. So if you've missed out on the on the Michigan saga, Michigan has been accused and Jim Harbaugh of of stealing signs of other teams, which yep. if it was just like visually watching them or or watching tape, that's not illegal. What is illegal though is sending right. in people uh like essentially sending in spies to other games to like videotape the team, the opposing team that you're playing in the futures signs and things, seeing what they have so that when you're in the middle of a game live, you can see the other team calling that and be ready for what they're doing. There was actually, I've heard some rumors that uh, Michigan visited. There was a Michigan person that visited the Tennessee Kentucky game last year to do some recon on some Tennessee games because Tennessee was a, a playoff contender last year. So that's what they're being accused of. That's what's against the rules. You cannot record other teams from like inside the stadium during a game. You can watch game film and you can watch stuff that's on television and things like that. And, and that's obviously not legal because it's available to everyone. Uh, similar thing that I think the Astros got accused of a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, so what are, what are our thoughts on this Michigan saga here? Uh, 
I just find it interesting that there's a clear like jump where Michigan's record all of a sudden like he start Michigan starts beating you know Michigan State, Ohio State, yeah. their record drastically improves once this guy was magically added to the staff. And then I've I've heard some Reddit, you know, Reddit rumor board message boards that like uh Harbaugh technically is going to get out of this because there is a rule a scout has come out and said, we were never allowed to discuss this with Harbaugh directly. So he could always say, I don't know what you're talking about. This wasn't me and throw his offensive and defensive coordinators under the, the, the bus, because you can see this guy, this, I, yeah. I forget his name now. He's, he's standing with the defensive coordinator talking to him when they're calling in plays and doing their defensive hand signaling. Great. So it's wild. I mean, it's been a thing where you can, like if you pick up on it during a game, like, hey, yeah. they keep doing this on the sideline and, and they run this play. That's allowed. Like Zach said, you can do that, but you can't send guys to watch games and videotape and then study it and learn what they're doing. That's when it when you start adding that step, that's when you're cheating. Which you have to, I don't know, part of me looks at that rule and is like, how do you actually enforce that? Right. How many teams do some version of this? Even like maybe not on the scale that Michigan does, but how many teams? I mean, what are you going to do if Nick Saban shows up on the like in the stands of a, of a football game? Like, are you going to accuse him of cheating just from him being there? Now, like, who's to say he's not? I guess videotaping and stuff is different. Possibly, I don't know. I don't understand how they determine what exactly crosses the line of cheating versus like. I'm a friend of the program, but I just happened to go to this football game to kind of watch it, you know, and just see what was happening. You know, how do you determine where it crosses the line? I guess if you're filming it, that probably does. If you, there's a recording of it potentially. Right. That feels very hard to prove somewhere that that guy was working for Michigan to record or to take down stuff for class purposes. I think one of the big talking points as well is, uh, Jim Harbaugh is just kind of kind of scoot off into the NFL somewhere and leave this mess behind with Michigan, which Duh bears. Might. <laughs> he might. What is he going to do? The Michigan's. I mean, he already has to serve two game suspension next year. There's no telling what's about to happen from this. He's going to just wash his hands of it and say, "All right, peace out." And he'll probably be the Bears head coach next year. Like I'm willing to bet on that. Really, he has a good relationship with the Bears ownership. Hmm. Yeah, so. He played there. It's like him that him like he's rumored for them or the Chargers. So I don't know. It's wild. Super but Bowl winning Chargers. Ooh, Super Bowl winning Chargers. <laughs> Yikes! We'll get we'll, we'll get Remember the that time when you picked the Cardinals last season. No, season that four. Two seasons season ago. Four. Sorry, the Cardinals. Yeah. Boy, what a take from Mason. <laughs> He knows how to pick some Super Bowl winners. <laughs> so elsewhere uh, around the uh, the NCAA, we had a couple big games. Uh, we had, well, first of all, Penn State, Ohio State happened. It ended up being a pretty uneventful game. It kind of happened as we expected it to. Ohio State took care of this at the end. Pretty boring game. Not a lot of offense. Penn State, great defense. Offense, not good, which is kind yeah. of what we expected to happen. Ohio State's offense, Honestly, not that great either, except for maybe, you know, they have Marvin Harrison Jr., obviously, who's, I think, should be in contention for the Heisman. I don't know that he actually is at this point, but should be. 
<clears throat> I think depending like for if you're thinking about what how he's affected his team. Um yeah. there was a couple of big games in the Big 12. Texas and Oklahoma both just nearly <laughs> ruining the pack, ruining the Big 12's chance at a at a playoff spot. Both of them. Uh Texas yep. and Oklahoma both to to pretty bad teams. Texas to Arizona State and Oklahoma to UCF both almost dropped a game against teams that they had no business dropping a game to. So <clears throat> they both stayed alive, but it was very close. Now in the Pac-12 yeah. as well. Sorry, Tenzer, are you going to say something? No, I was going to say the same thing happened in the Pac-12 too, where we had our number one team now that's that's favored to be the team that comes out of the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, Washington, they, they barely survive. Boy, uh, they play a bad game as well. Yeah. Yeah, fifteen to seven being the final score, um, and this was a game that the over under was sixty, and somebody took it. Uh, I don't know who would do that and gave it out, but anyway, um, no, I just I think it's this common thing that we've talked about where there's no, I don't think there's any truly elite team yeah. this year. I, there's a lot of teams that are good that could win it, and this would be the perfect year for a twelve, but we're gonna stick with the four, and so I think this is the biggest chaos we could have like there's there's gonna be something something's gonna happen and that's it's fun it's fun as like yes i am a uc fan uh as i like to joke i grew up a gators fan we keep finding all my old facebook memories i send them to you guys so (laughs) i'm not like i'm not like gonna die on the hill of ut because i didn't grow up dying on that hill but i just love college football is like yeah just anything is possible at this point in a season like this it's very fun but there's so many fun storylines well, there are. I think the Pac-12 is, and I'm going to talk about it in my best game coming up here in a little bit. Uh, I think Washington is still a good team. And I, I've heard some arguments this week of Washington, maybe this kind of is going to help them in the future. They had a really tough game, a close game against a team they shouldn't have been competitive against, really. And so I think yeah. this is kind of a trend where you, every every team that ends up going on to win just has one game where they underperform but still have find a way to win. And yeah. it kind of pushes them forward. So I think Washington is still a very good football team. Uh, yeah. I will say that uh, North Carolina, they, I don't, it's almost like comparing it to Tennessee, South Carolina last year, where yep. boy, North Carolina played Virginia, a team that Tennessee like smoked as, as the season opener. And Virginia is not good. I mean, no, they are, they not. are a bad team and UNC who is a good team with, with Dreg may a future NFL quarterback as their core, as their quarterback, just really, really struggled to get stuff going and got upset there, which, I mean, that's this huge bummer because UNC was, I think on track to meet Florida, to meet Florida state in that ACC championship game. Maybe still are. Uh, but yeah. Florida state may, I don't know. The ACC might not be very good. Yeah, I think that's what it showed too. I mean, UNC kind of like the same thing with Washington. They UNC had a chance to beat a team, like pull through. Like, okay, you're playing a close game, but step up and win the game so you yeah. can keep yourself in the playoff contention. Because if UNC wins that game, at the end of the year, it doesn't matter how close it was if they win the ACC championship game. Now, I don't think a one loss UNC gets in, even if they were to beat Florida State. Like, no. there's going to be too many good teams yeah. ahead of them. Their schedule is too soft, and there's going to be too many one one loss teams out there. I agree. So, I agree. Which sucks because I like Derek May. He's he's a good quarterback. 
I do. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I think it sucks for them because I think they had a real chance to to kind of skate through the regular season and, and yeah. play Florida State for a playoff spot potentially in the ACC championship game. But couldn't pull it off against the Hokies of Virginia. <laughs> it's tough. Um, do we want to transition to NFL real quick, Mason? Uh, Virginia, the Hokies. We're going to get – Virginia is not yeah, the Hokies. Virginia State is the Hokies. Oh, no, I'm canceled. Virginia is <laughs> Virginia the Cavaliers. Right. Cavaliers. Uh, all six Cavalier Virginia yeah. fans, come cancel me. My Twitter <laughs> – my Twitter at is at Tinseltown44. Come, Come get, get some. I'm already in <laughs> wars with everybody else. <laughs> That's your gamer tag, ain't it? Yeah, that too. Uh, yeah, we got some NFL. Let's just kind of rapid fire here because I know we got our bets and everybody wants to hear those. Uh, <laughs> let's start out with the 49ers. They lose two in a row tens, and they got yeah. announced today. Today's Wednesday. We're recording a little early. Uh, I got announced today that Purdy will be out for the next game due to the concussion protocol. Yep. I feel like they've been cracking down on that a little bit more. Like it, it seems like you see more of like it already being announced now, right? Like yeah. it's Wednesday, and they're usually sometimes they'll wait until the very end. And I think now it's like no, we're going if we are seeing signs now, we're not going to let you play. Ever since yep. the two uh, incidents last uh, year, but. Yep. So that will be Sam Darnold, which I he's is he not like a Brock Purdy? Yeah, he's fine. He's he'll be fine in this offense. Yeah, he can run the RPO. He's a good athlete. He ran for a lot of yards when he was over in Carolina. I don't see much of like I don't know. They're gonna win the. If I had to bet it, Sam Darnold like him winning this game, I'm not gonna be surprised. The line dropped two points. I'm hoping it drops some more, and I'm gonna take the 49ers. Well, I want to go ahead and jump to my matchup of the week, and then we can transition back over because this was my matchup of the week, which is the Bengals are at the 49ers. Um, in my opinion, I want to – well, first of all, I want to see how the 49ers respond after losing two straight. We've already talked about the injury. Uh, Bengals are coming off a bye. Will we see a healthy Joe Burrow now? How will they respond? Uh, 49ers do look a little one-dimensional with McCaffrey being their main offense. He he scored their only two touchdowns last week. So, or wait, did they have another one? I can't remember at the no. very end. Okay, though, yeah, he scored their only two touchdowns. So, kind of curious to see how that game will play out. What do you think, tens? Yeah, no, I definitely, like I said, I think I think they're going to have a good bounce back. Uh, Sam Darnold probably adds a little bit more as far as the RPO. He can run. He's a better athlete than Brock. Um, I think they're missing Debo. He gives them that one more threat to run the ball or pass the ball to, to where it kind of frees up Ayuk and and Kittle and and all that. I just think you know this, this NFL. They were on a good roll. They might have gotten overhyped a little bit. That's what tends to happen in the NFL. We all are very quick to jump on a bandwagon of, can this team be beat? Yes. These dudes are all professional football players. Even the worst team in the NFL can beat a good team if a team is not prepared the right way or they're not on their A game. It's it's Any given Sunday is a real thing. So I looked at this spread before the announcement of Purdy being out. Do you want to guess the spread? It was five and a half. 
Oh, you got it right. Yes. Sorry, I've been, in, I've been in the lab a lot. I've also been in the lab. Do you know what it is now after the announcement? Three and a half. Three and a half. So it moved two points, which I kind of told you already. I felt like it's just like you're taking this clone and subbing them in. Like, I don't, yeah. I really do think that I know. I feel like sometimes Purdy does a little bit better uh, when it comes to um, con- not turning the ball over. Words with Mason. Yeah. I couldn't figure out what I was trying to say. That. But that was why that's why Sam Darnold struggled so, a little bit last year was with the turnovers. But anyways, uh, that was my matchup of the week. Let's yeah. circle back around to uh, kind of highlight some other things. Don't look now. Don't call it a comeback. But my Super Bowl winning Minnesota Vikings won against the 49ers. Yeah. And they are now sitting at three and four. Oh, almost a wild card contention. Well, I looked at the division and the Lions got blown out against the Ravens last week. And don't look now, but they're two games back. Oh. So they're literally. No, they're. They've got they've got the best like a good bounce back in them. I think they're going to be okay. I think Justin Jefferson will come back now. They were going to be. I, there are a lot of rumors that the Vikings are going to be sellers at the trade deadline and trade a couple guys. Uh, one of them being Darnell Hunter, lead leader in sacks, was rumored to go to Jacksonville. But now that the Vikings are winning, that deal is off the table. That kind of sucks. I really wanted him, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, I think they could go on a little run, make a little uh, um, playoff push here. So maybe maybe you'll get one half of your Super Bowl contenders in because the Chargers ain't making it, buddy. They're, Brandon Staley's getting fired in the next three weeks. Zach, what bet did we take last time we were together? Okay, listen, uh, <clears throat> I took uh, Minnesota Vikings Super Bowl. They were at yep. a time low for them. You know what? Uh, Looks a little better. A big win against the Chiefs. Uh, and here we are. Not Chiefs. Ooh, sorry. Not Chiefs. 49ers. 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 The other good team. Hey, big win against the 49ers on Monday night. And yeah. all of a sudden, uh, Vikings, well, Kings, Kirk Cousins looks pretty good. Once they get Justin Jefferson back, uh, I think we're going to be cooking a little bit. So I think that's setting me up for a nice cash out by the end of the season when they're in the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, I'll turn my 59 cent bet uh, into a, <laughs> to a couple bucks and we're going to call it a day. That's that's where I'm there at. There you go. Was it really 59 cents? Yeah, it was 59 cents to win like $37. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's going to pay off. The cash out right now is like 19 cents. So we got some work to do still, but, you know, Vikings are fighting their way back into the playoff hunt. So I, I feel pretty good. Don't count them out. They're too good to be just. this. They're, they were too good for their starting uh, record. Very true. Uh, Justin Jefferson put a top 10 chain around Kirk Cousins after they won that game. Uh, somebody, I, don't, yeah. I can't remember in the commentary, somebody said something about he's a top 10 like quarterback. Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman said that. I mean. So he said that at the game, and then somehow they had a chain. I don't know if Justin Jefferson sent his people, <laughs> like his like. He's had that. Like, Oh, okay. I was like, did what was the coincidence on that? I thought that was pretty wild. But has anyone ever celebrated being top ten in something before? Hey, I'll take it. Like, (laughs) it's pretty. It's just pretty funny. Like, uh, I I don't know. I had a two dollar and fifty cent bonus bet. I don't even know how I got it to 
and I put it on the Vikings to pay out $150. We're going to be rich, baby. Rich, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait for a Viking Super Bowl run right now. Going to get hot. Don't let them get hot. Don't let them get hot. That's right. <laughs> okay, so another thing, tens. Are yes. the Dolphins real or not? Um, Answer the question. You know what? They're fun. They're flashy. I don't think they're real. This happened last Ooh. year. They they didn't have a good record against good teams last year. I think they're like a – you can compare them to like a really good college team that's always going to be – they're like um, – trying. To, I don't know who I would compare them to. They're going to beat up on bad teams or teams that aren't ready for that kind of offense, but you game plan for them a little bit and you can beat them. I mean, the Eagles – they only scored 10 points against the Eagles. One touchdown was a pick six. Yeah. So, I don't know. I – I just don't think they're real. So the stat, and you put it in here, I also saw this. They are they have won every game against losing record, and then they have lost every game against teams with winning record. Um, I also looked, and it, it looked like it was kind of a split on they're playing um, half of their rest of their games are like, it's almost the close, right? They're either like tied records or they were like, Half of them were winning record. I was kind of curious because I was like, if they're playing a lot of teams with winning records, then I would want to take their live total under right now. Yeah. But it was it was basically a wash. Like there wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't like they were playing like nine. Uh, the rest of their games were like all losing record or anything like that. It wasn't nothing like that. So there, it's kind of just down the middle split. So we'll see if yeah. that trend continues or not. But. I mean, they look super flash. They're probably the fastest team. Are they not the fastest team in the NFL right now? Oh yeah, for sure. So. There's, there's. I mean, they got dudes that are track stars at like every position. It's crazy. Okay, so Zach, you want to give us your best matchup? We or the best weekend matchup? Yeah, let's do it. It's actually a, a pretty quiet weekend in the um, NCAA football world. There are a couple of big like playoff kind of shaping matchups but there are not that many uh in my mind the biggest game of the week is an elimination playoff game and it is for uh oregon and utah uh oregon has been playing very well i mean the only loss was that very very close game to washington it was basically a toss-up at the end of the day it was washington came out with a win but it was very close utah uh, has played also has had a very good season up to this point. They had a big win last week against USC. And so now we're sitting at a two one loss teams that are kind of playing each other for that. Uh, in my opinion, playing for the playoff and playing for a spot at the PAC 12 championship to, to play against Washington. Now Washington could slip up, but I, I really don't see that happening at this point. I think, that one of these teams will play against Washington in the in the Pac-12 championship. Now, there's a question of whether uh, Utah would go if they beat Washington, and I think that's a kind of a disaster scenario for Pac-12, where both teams where, where the Pac-12 maybe gets no one in the in the playoff, which would be a disaster truly. Um, but if Oregon wins this game, I think they're on a collision course with Washington for a for a rematch in the Pac-12 championship for probably a shot at the playoff. So a really a lot of stuff going on in this game. 
Oregon has looked very good. Bo Nix looks super solid. Uh, Oregon is kind of a pretty well-rounded team. Utah, uh, their offense struggles with their lack of quarterback right now. But their defense is very good and beat a USC team that is at this point very questionable as to how good they actually are. Um, USC has not looked good against the teams they play that have actually been talented. So who knows? I mean, but Utah kind of had a pretty gritty win last week against them. So I think it's going to be a fun game. Uh, Big playoff implications for this one. I still think Oregon may be one of the best teams in in the nation. So I think this is a huge game on the road for them to prove that they are in the playoff hunt still. Yeah, no, I'm big on Oregon. Um, I'd, I've got a future on them to win the Pac-12. I said I was going to take whoever lost that Washington-Oregon game. So I'm definitely needing them to win out and get to the championship game, maybe get a little hedge action in there, you know, a little, oh, little yeah. both sides. That's, that's pro sharp betting right there. I know it doesn't sharp seem betting. like it on, on Twitter, but I, I somewhat know what I'm talking about. And with that, let's go ahead and, and I'll, I'll get my best bet of the weekend as well. Uh, I'm going to take Oregon at minus six and a half. That's a whole touchdown for those of you at, at home doing the math. Uh, touchdown gets you the gets you the bet. I, I'm just betting on Bo Nix and this Oregon team being good enough to go out on the road and beat the Utah team who has faced a lot of adversity already. I think Oregon's the better team. They realize they're fighting for their their playoff lives here. Their season is on yeah. the line, and I think that that alone is going to push them ahead in this game, facing a, a little bit of a depleted Utah team who had a really tough game last week and doesn't have their starting quarterback still. So, Or uh, the backup. They're on the third string guy. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just think Oregon um, has more talent. Even on the road, I think they still pull out a touchdown at least win. I like that. I've been looking at that one too. So I'm glad the professor of college football took it because I'm going to follow him. Hey, I'm three in a row, baby. Three and zero in the last three right. weeks on my uh, next got parlay. So is that what we should call him now, the professor? The professor. I'm much more of like a storyline guy versus like an X's and O's matchup guy. As far as college, <laughs> I think it. I think it plays a little better in college because you know these are these are college guys, and I think some of the storylines play out better. Like last week I was like South Carolina is their locker rooms in shambles. They're falling apart and you were correct. It's very bad. So I, I just think sometimes you got to follow those. And I think Oregon is just trending towards a playoff spot and that, that big Washington game. So that's where I'm putting my bet. All right. Well, I'll go ahead. Is that your parlay leg it's as well? Parlay that? leg. Yeah. I'm giving out one bet this week. It's a, it's a surefire winner. Yeah. Well, so I'm actually going to do the same thing. I'm going to do one bet. We'll put out more bets on the Twitter, but I I didn't want to force anything. I found one thing I liked. I couldn't find anything else, so I'm going with my – this is my best bet and my leg for the parlay, and it's going to be Falcons money line first quarter at minus 130 on Caesar Sportsbook. The reason why I'm specifically telling you a sports book is because for some reason DraftKings does not have the first quarter. I don't know if it was the whole have Will Levis starting or something, but they do not have the first quarter. I was able to shop around. They had it on BetMGM. They have it on FanDuel, but this was the best number. This is also very important 
I'm telling you money line, not minus a half a point. Well, Mason, what's the difference? Thanks for asking, everybody. Moneyline will assure you that if it ends in a tie at the first quarter, your leg will be voided. So we will just get our money back. So if for this leg for the parlay, the only thing that will we will be rooting for if it is three three or seven seven or whatever ten ten, that will be we just are rooting for Tinsley's leg and Zach's leg. So it's still it's not a it's not a win, but it's not a loss either. So we'll take it. Let me tell you why I want to go with this. This is tough for me. I do not like betting against my team. However, um, it's a clear, we've already talked about it, so I don't want to repeat too much of it. Clear, uh, clearly, it's a rebuild with tra- trading away Kevin Byard, starting Will Levis. Uh, he's going to work out the first time, uh, first start jitters. So, guess when the last time the Titans led after the first quarter? Anybody want to guess? Sometime last year. Close. It was week one. Oh, boy. So week one, we led against the Saints going after the first quarter. Um, It's week eight now, people. Also, make sure, like I said, you do the money line option. Um, and that's it. Put it in the books. That's my that's my bet. Falcons money line first quarter. The la- the last first quarter bet we had to sweat it, but I hit it. It was with the 49ers, so I'm feeling pretty good about this one. And they've they've just I've been watching these Titans games. They've not looked good starting out the game. So that's my best bet and my leg for the parlay. And I'd say too, by the time this episode comes out on Friday. Um, cause we are recording a little early that line. will If you, if you're like a, I only bet on one thing I'm on DraftKings only or whatever, it'll be everywhere by then. Um, but if you don't have a Caesars account, DM Mason and he'll send you a referral code and y'all get free That's money right. for sign up. We'll, we'll both get like a hundred dollars and free bonus bets. Good. Good job there. Tens. That's, Thank that's you. how Thank you work. You. They call, call me the plug God. Um, <laughs> I was trying to get people signed up. All right, I've got two. I do have a best bet that is not my parlay leg. Uh, is Vikings money line, and it's just strictly on the fact that I, there's a team. There's two teams here, Packers and Vikings. One team is going up, and one team is going down. The Vikings are having a bounce back. We're all it seems like baby Viking Super Bowl. <laughs> trying to cash, <laughs> cash the Super Bowl tickets. And the Packers just don't look good. They just put two of their starting defensive backs on IR today. Wait, but they have today. of his quarterback. That guy's solid. Yeah, he's not <laughs> looked great. I'm just not kidding. been good, he's Bob. Bad. He's bad. It's, and their top receiver, Christian Watson, who just came back from injury, is hurt again, and I don't think he's going to play this weekend. So I just don't think it's a team that is going to overcome – this Vikings team that is riding a little bit of a high here. They've won a few games in a, you know, out of the last couple, uh, right. finding, you know, Kirk cousins is on fire and it's a noon game. And you know what they call, uh, Kirk cousins, the one o'clock nightmare. So he is going to dice up this Packers defense. So that is my best bet. And then for the parlay leg, we're going Jacksonville Jaguars money line, ladies and gentlemen, uh, obnoxious Jaguar, Tins is about to – oh, you guys thought he was here? No, not yet. Uh, he's about to be here because it's about to be a whole lot of winning and a whole lot of in everyone's face. We're going to Pittsburgh. I'm going to be there. Mason's going to be there wearing a Fred Taylor jersey. 
and we are going right. to wreck these dudes. It's going to be hilarious. TJ Watt, I'm not scared of you. Mika Fitzpatrick, I'm not scared of you. Mike Tomlin, not scared of you. Last time we played in Pittsburgh, we uh, intercepted Ben Roethlisberger five times. And that happened twice, once in a playoff game and once in the regular season. So we have a fun time up in Pittsburgh, the Jacksonville Jaguars do. So Jaguars money line. Mason, what does that going to cook up our parlay at? Because I don't know how to zap over. Yeah, well, we got different numbers on the Caesar. Um, So I'm trying to find the minus 130, like just trying to find a leg on here. Um. This will be close enough. It is at plus four eighty. Ooh! So like Jags, that. that's hot. Jags minus one forty two. Oregon minus six and a half at minus one twelve. And then my leg, the Falcons money line first quarter minus one thirty. I love this parlay. Love it. <laughs> All right, put it in the books, baby. And that's that's an episode, guys. How we that's feel? It. Feel great. Feel great. Ready to hit the road. Get up to Pittsburgh. I cannot wait to watch Mason eat multiple gas station hot dogs. <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm ready for it. I'm excited. I'll take I'll take this on it. They got different ones. They got the ones where there's like jalapenos in them and like cheese in them. Mm, it's gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Great. I'm excited to hear about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Nice little pause there. I'll close this out. So thanks for everybody for listening to this episode. Uh, Check out our Messing Around Monday episode coming out. Once again, I'll be eating hot dogs. You'll get an update on the trip. We'll be recording while we're in Pittsburgh. So that will be exciting uh, for Tinsley and I. Um, Check out our socials. And uh, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. 